Hey everybody, welcome back to the official Celebrity Boxing Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Bruce, alongside my main man, the founder, and the reason why we're all here, Damon Feldman. What's up, guys? You're oh good? man, I'm You're excited. Ready you ready for another yeah, great I'm, episode? I'm so excited. We for have this an one. incredible guest so on the show today. Yeah. She's the first lady of boxing. She's really overcome a lot of obstacles, I'm sure, in her career, which we're going to talk about. Which is, in a lot of ways, what celebrity boxing is all about, right? It's like oh, overcoming, she's just, getting up. I I feel like she's part of celebrity boxing now, and you know, she's also the reason for the movie, uh, Meg Ryan movie against the ropes. Yeah, we're going to learn a lot about her. Yeah, today. so let's get into it. You know, from a, a, just an amazing past, and especially in the world and the sport of boxing yeah. and beyond. But Jackie Callen, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us today. We're we're honored just to have you on the show. How you feeling? I'm great, and I'm so happy to be here. Damon is one of my favorite people in my life. He's wonderful. I admire what he's doing. Celebrity boxing is just so much fun, and he's put a new light on the sport of boxing. You know, it's a, it's a different way to look at it. I mean, boxing is, is boxing, and everybody loves the sport. It's been around for hundreds of years. But to see people that aren't traditionally boxers getting in the ring, it's just so much fun. I mean, I think it's been a, a terrific journey that he's been on, and I've been proud to be even a little part of it. Well, well you are. And, you've been a big uh, part of boxing yeah. overall, and obviously, you know, getting involved in the celebrity boxing world as well. It is, it's true though, right? It is a, it's a really cool opportunity for people to get a taste of the sport that obviously you love and so many do in a way that's really unique. To get in the ring, to actually train and to put in the work, and then to go forward with a fight is life-changing for a lot of people, I think. Well, without a doubt, too. But Jackie is, like, she was – see, I, I, I'm, like, really excited because I've known her <laughs> for a while. But we never did a show like this together. She's been part of Slurry Boxing, announcing. All, we always talk about different things. But I met her, I guess, almost tw 29 years ago when James Tony fought Dave Tiberi. Wow. And I was like, damn, man, that's Jackie Callen. You know, <laughs> when I was up becoming like young fighter and she was the talk of boxing because she was the lady, of, first lady of boxing. And just having her here right now is amazing. Well, you were fanboying back then and you're fanboying a little bit right now. Yeah, There's I love mutual her. Mutual respect her. here, obviously. Yeah. You guys enjoy oh, each other. Oh, yeah, we go, back, we go back a long way. And I was managing James Tony, who was middleweight champ at the time. And we fought Dave Tiberi, who everyone knows fought an amazing fight. And I think a lot of people that were there, especially his fans, believe that he won that fight. And it, it was a very controversial fight. As a matter of fact, that fight went on to spur an investigation, a federal investigation. Uh, John McCain and, and some other legislators decided to look into boxing because of that decision. And it actually ended up, to me, that was what started and spawned the, the Muhammad Ali Act based on the fact that they felt that was, you know, not the right fair outcome of that fight. So it did change boxing in a way because they started to look more carefully at promoters and managers could not be the same. And, and they started delving into the sport in general and trying to clean it up. Yeah, I mean, it was a big deal. I mean, you look at that, and of course, for, for Dave Tiberi, who, you know, we know well as, you know, Wilmington guy, Delaware guy, which is where we're actually shooting this right here, is what a life-changing moment for him to have that decision go the way it did. And if he had won that fight, can just imagine 
what that would have done for his career. I mean, very you know, incredible fighter, obviously, yeah, to be is. on that stage in the first place, taking on you know your guy. I mean, lights out, Tony. He was he's a legend, right? He's amazing, and was at the at the top of the game. And for that decision to go the way it did, and for the kind of the controversy to surround it, is it's it's very telling. I mean, just the fact that the federal you know investigation happened and people looked at that because of the nature of that decision is really amazing. You were in the middle of it all though, right? And you were in the middle of a lot of things I when was, it related to boxing. You know, I had nothing to do with the decision. I managed one fighter. That was about the extent of it. But um, a lot of people thought the fight was fixed, that I paid the judges off. I mean, there was all kinds of accusations at the time and they were all proven to be, you know, false. I had nothing to do with the decision. That's just the way the judges saw the fight that night. And I have to say, Dave Tiberi is such a fine man. And, and he was, even at that time, he was such a gentleman about everything. He went on and wrote a book and uh, quit boxing after that. I don't think he had anything more to prove at that point. And he's just, just a wonderful guy. And his whole family is terrific people. So yeah. so with that then, let's, yeah. let's focus back on you though. Cause I mean, that what an amazing thing, historic in a lot of ways. But so was your career. I mean, you, you really overcame and had to, I'm sure, pave a lot of trails that weren't there before because of the nature of being a woman in that sport, which was clearly male-dominated. Talk a little bit about that. It was very strange at the very beginning because I was a journalist. My background is, is journalism, and I was an um, entertainment writer. I covered the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys. I used to interview all different celebrities from TV, film, music, sports. Um, but I wasn't basically a sports writer. And I got sent on an assignment. They were short of a sports writer and they asked me to cover this young fighter out of Detroit, Tommy Hearns, who was just turning pro. And I didn't know that much about boxing. I'd never really been to a live boxing match. Um, I went and was just captivated by the sport. I just loved it. I know there was something about it was like a violent ballet or something. They were in there and every move seemed so calculated, the counter punching, the way that they, the jab, I could see right away that was the key move. Everything kind of came off of that jab. And I was fascinated by the fact that a person like Tommy Hearns could be an animal in the ring. I mean, that guy was, was nasty. And then he'd get out and I went to do the interview and he was a soft spoken, quiet little guy, skinny legs, just a, I, I said, is that the same guy I just saw drop that guy in the first round? There was such a dichotomy. And I found ever since then that a lot of the boxers are the nicest guys you'd want to meet, but in the ring, you wouldn't recognize them. So I was fascinated by that. And I started to segue over to sports a little bit more than entertainment. And then I went to work for the Cronk Gym. Emmanuel Stewart hired me as publicist. Oh, I guess that was back in 1978. And I did that for 10 years. It's like a college education, 10 years. And then in 88 is when I decided I'd like to try my hand at managing. But by then I had already been around boxing long enough that people were sort of used to seeing a woman in the gym and at the fights ringside. But at first it was an anomaly and I wasn't treated very welcoming, that's for sure. Yeah, but you 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 took that to a whole nother level, especially how many world champions have you had? Oh, I've worked with probably six, seven, 
close. I think six or seven. I I don't keep count anymore because there's always a new one coming along. I'm working with Mike Quan Williams now out of Connecticut, and he's had 20 fights and he's undefeated, and he's fighting on Showtime coming up. And I'm excited because it looks like he's going to be a world champion, and that will be another one to add to the mix. And there's something so I can't even explain the word for it. There's something so exhilarating about taking a young fighter turning him pro and then building him all the way up to a world title because it's very strategic. You have to make all the right moves, one wrong fight and the whole thing comes crumbling down. So you have to keep your fighter undefeated if you can, and you have to make all the right moves. And, you know, there's a lot of men that have been managing for years that never have a world champion. So I've been very blessed, but I think some of it's luck and some of it's, skill and you know perseverance i never give up and and having a thick skin you know i never let it bother me what other people said because i knew that i knew what i knew and when people thought i was a bimbo because when you're blonde and young that's the tag you get and so nobody thought i knew anything about boxing at the beginning so i was always having to prove myself to the guys and uh, it took a while, but eventually I got their respect. And now it's been, you know, 45 years. So I think now I'm, I'm pretty set. Now, do you, do you feel you have given the opportunity to other women, even you see like Amanda Serrano now, she's the top undisputed female champion? You know, it's so interesting because back in 1997, I was the commissioner for the IFBA, which is female boxing. It was a commission. And it was my idea to start testing for pregnancy, make sure that the girls weren't early in their first try and realize they were pregnant. They could have gotten hit in the stomach or done anything that could have caused them to miscarry. And I felt that there was so much to be gained by women getting into the sport, not just from the PR standpoint or as a boxing writer, which I've done, I've managed, I've uh, promoted shows. Um, I judged, I've tried all different things aspects of the sport, but the women that actually get in the ring and fight, um, I have nothing but respect for them. I've worked with several of them. I managed Riley, uh, Yvonne Trevino, Janine Garside, Daisy Lang, and they're all amazing athletes. I mean, you know, Damon knows we've worked with girls that have fought in celebrity boxing and these girls train just as hard as the guys. They get up and they run, they spar, they do everything the guys do, and they're finally getting their respect. Lighting Madison Square Garden, that's, that's amazing for women. So I'm, I'm really proud of, of how far women have come on all sides of boxing, in the ring and out of the ring. Because back when I started, I was the lone ranger there. I didn't even have another woman to go to and, and talk about it because there was nobody else in the sport that was female. So things have changed a lot in 45 years thank you now it also gave you the opportunity to get have the uh, meg ryan movie against the ropes made about your life can you tell us about that the movie with you know how that all came about was i didn't go to hollywood and say let's do a movie i didn't have a script i hadn't written a book it it was just kind of a, a fluke there was an article about me in the wall street journal and another one in the new york times and a producer saw that and said, wow, this is interesting. This could be a movie. So they brought me out to Hollywood and we went 
to different studios. It ended up that Paramount Studios bought the rights to the story and then completely changed it. When it came time to do the movie, um, I had been a married woman with two children who was juggling my home life with my boxing life and all the craziness. And they turned my character into a single woman from Cleveland. So, I mean, the basics of the story got lost, but the, the idea of a woman entering into a male dominated sport and succeeding that rang true. And, you know, I think it inspired a lot of women to go out and try things that maybe weren't traditional roles for women and, you can do it if you want to. And if you're knowledgeable, you can do whatever you want. So the movie helped a lot as far as encouraging and motivating other women, which is really what it's all about. And so I was happy that way. I don't think Meg Ryan was probably the right choice, but that's who they picked. So I lived with it. And uh, I'm just pleased that they thought enough about my story to make a movie. But it was Jackie Callan in the movie, right? It was Jackie Callan. And, but how did they, what did it do for you after that movie was shot? It was out because it's not like Netflix was around at the time, all these others. It was the movie theater. The big, you were the big story at the time on all the big shows. What, what has that movie, what that do for you with your career and life? Well, you know, when they did the movie, number one, um, there was a lot of publicity. I got to go on the view you know, the Today Show, a lot, a lot of publicity that way. That led to me getting a role on The Contender with Stallone and Sugar Ray Leonard on NBC, which was a really great experience. I loved doing that. And it opened the door to a lot of motivational speaking dates. And I've been doing that ever since. You know, I go around to different women's groups. I go around to, you know, anybody that wants, sometimes it's a corporation that just wants somebody to motivate their employees to get out there and go against the odds, be a fish out of water, whatever, and just get the job done. And I love motivational speaking. It's really, for me, it's probably one of the most satisfying things that I do because you get the immediate feedback and their questions, and they come up to you afterwards with their stories. And so I love doing that. Now I'm involved with Striking Beauty's Boxing Gyms for Women, which um, a lady named Dina Paulino started in the Boston area in Providence, Rhode Island. And she's got a couple of gyms there and, and now she brought me on board and we're gonna expand and open up in some other cities and then eventually franchise. So that's a great challenge too, because the whole concept of women having a gym that they can go to that's specifically run by women with women trainers, women can learn to box amongst each other without any kind of pressures and and you know insecurities about being with the guys it's a comfort zone for them so I'm, I'm excited about doing that as well and i have another book coming out so that's good and i just stay busy damon knows i i love getting involved anytime i can with celebrity boxing because that's a pure joy just to see these people like we said at the beginning to see someone who's not traditionally a boxer get in there and, and fight and take punches that they've never had to take before. And to see them open up on someone else, it, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I enjoy celebrity boxing so much. 
Well, it's all about the fitness. I'm sorry. Yeah, you never yeah. know what's going to yeah. happen in that ring, too, which is what makes it exciting because it's yeah. not like these aren't traditionally trained fighters. You really don't know what's going to happen. Right. And I don't even think they know what's going to happen, which is even more <laughs> fun. And you talked about a lot of really cool things. You were talking about how boxing was like a physical or a violent ballet. I mean, what a, what a visual that is. I could imagine that you getting through your career in a lot of ways is a dance in itself, right? And as a woman paving the way now you're creating opportunities to make it like you said more comfortable you know for women to be able to like kind of vibe together and to work with each other but you didn't have any of that when you started right you were having to figure it out you were that fish out of water and you had to decide well do i find a way to get back into the water or do i just learn how to breathe you know so tell us a little bit about for for you to have had to have paved that path and to have done it in a time where there wasn't anybody like you already doing it that had to be so much more challenging so i'd love to learn how you kind of worked your way through it it was interesting because at the very beginning the very very beginning people thought that i was the front that there was a guy behind me like my husband or i was hired as a gimmick like let's pretend she's the manager but there's really a guy so they were always asking me who's the real manager you know they really thought it was me so at first I had to establish the fact that I really was the manager. So initially they never let me in the locker rooms. They would say no women in the locker room. Um, they never let me get in the ring with my fighters. All the other managers would jump in after the fight and stuff. They never would let me get in the ring. They used to tell me, go put on a bikini and carry a ring card. That's what you should be doing in this sport. Uh, it was at the beginning, it was difficult. Um, there was a lot of sexual innuendos. Oh, was that your boyfriend? Uh, no, that's my fighter. Oh, well, why would you be managing this fighter Is if he's not your boyfriend, if you have no connection and your husband's not, they didn't understand why a woman would have any interest in being involved in a sport like boxing. They used to tell me to go take dance lessons or go manage a, a tennis player or whatever. It was hard at the beginning, but that's it. And I just said, I don't care what they say. I know as much about boxing as any man does. I know what I'm doing. I learned how to wrap hands. I learned how to stop cuts. I studied the sport with Emmanuel Stewart for 10 years before I managed my first fighter. A whole decade of going to fights in Vegas, writing press releases, holding press conferences, running the weigh-ins, doing press kits. I knew the business. And still, there was always the Innuendo that later, sleeping with the promoter, sleeping with the judges. Now, they never asked any male manager if he was doing it with any judges, but because I was female, there was always that sexual aspect to me being in the sport. They always put sex in the mix. And that's just the way it was. Now, you know, I'm going to be 77 years old, so hopefully they're not assuming that these 20 fighters are my, my boyfriend but initially I was definitely underestimated and objectified too but people but you you showed them you showed the world who you were not even with the movie and all just you kept doing your thing that's why it was such an honor to have you on board with celebrity boxing and the personality and we're gonna do a lot more together I know that and you're just um 
like the perfect example of that a woman can do anything she wants and coming in a male dominated sport and take over is it's crazy. You know what it is, Damon? I just I just want to add something for me anyways, being a woman in a man's sport and with all the sexual innu innuendos and all of the gossip and all of that, I learned to just be true to yourself. I wouldn't have lasted 45 years if any of the things they were saying were accurate, if I was doing drugs, paying off writers, any of these, it would have tarnished my reputation and it would have shown up eventually. But after 45 years, I think I've shown that you can be who you are and be strong enough to get through all of that. You know, I never changed my behavior. I never stopped wearing makeup and high heels and thought I would, you know, dumb myself down or plane myself down so that people would not assume that I maintained my dignity and, and, and my composure at all times. And I didn't try to change to, to please anybody else. I didn't think that was the, this, and uh, I know what I'm doing. And I feel that women should not let men or anybody control you know who you are for sure. And be strong. Like I said, it comes with that thick skin and it does hurt sometimes. You know, you'll hear people say something and it's so untrue and, but you can't let it bother you. It can hurt you for a minute, like a little ding, little flea bite. And then you just let it bounce off and go about your business because how stupid would it be to let somebody's outside opinion derail you and you're listening to somebody who doesn't even know you. Um, I never let that bother me and I, I'm great that I didn't become as far otherwise. Well, I have to ask you one question. I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Have you ever wanted just to knock one of these promoters out? Do you ever want to just punch them right in the face? I'm sorry. I have to ask you that. I'm sure a few deserved it. Do you ever, because you know, hearing is, you speak, I mean, you must have had that. You is there like, are you asking me if there's anybody I've ever wanted to really punch out for just their behavior? Or if I've ever wanted to just get in the ring and just let off steam. Well, maybe both. Maybe both. I'll promote maybe you. We'll do no. It, you know? no, but do you ever, you know, because no. I know how this business is, man. I've been there. You know what I mean? I and did, I've. I, I used to manage a heavyweight named Bobby Hitz, who's now a promoter. And, and I remember 30 years ago or so, I was just so frustrated. I said, I just want to get in the ring with you and just let me hit you. Don't hit me back. I mean, he was a heavyweight. And I said, just let me hit you. And I put on the gloves and I was just having that kind of a day. And I had such, I was just hitting him with everything I had, which didn't even move him. And, and then I broke a nail through the glove. And I mean, all the way down to the quick. And I got out, took off the glove. My nail was bleeding. I never put gloves on again. But there was such a great feeling about that. And that's why occasionally I love to go to a do that workout where you get to hit that bag for a half hour. It's, it's a great feeling. I like the idea of being able to just let off your steam. And that's why I think these female boxing gyms are going to do so well. I think women need to let off steam and it's a lot cheaper and better than antidepressants. So, or liquor. So I appreciate that, but I, I so what I, did you ever feel that you just want to hit one person? I know you had to. Well, she's to about to hit you, Damon. I think you know. I love she Jackie. Can reach I have through. to ask this because I've gotten fights at weigh-ins, stuff like that. Just be, I guess I don't know because of my fighter mentality, 
probably why I was suspended from boxing for like a couple of years. I don't know. It's just you, how sweet you are and having that pressure, like, Oh, the only female, like I know I, I can see it now. These people trying to act like someone's taken over you. I know you want to, you would have to want to just knock someone out. You know, you're making me think back. You guys are making me think back to some of the fun times. Now I laugh at them where promoters would tell me they'd put my guy on the card if I would do certain things for them. And I remember thinking, I mean, now there's a Me Too movement. Some of the stuff I went through probably would have qualified for sure. But at that time, I had to decide how to handle that stuff. Because if I gained and got indignant, I could ruin a relationship with a potential promoter that could use my fighter. Um, so I had to handle it real delicately. And I, I'm just thinking back to some some funny times where I had to get myself out of some kind of difficult situations with a promoter coming in my room late at night in Atlantic city and banging on the door at two in the morning and just crazy things that male managers would never have had to deal with. And you're making me, you know, it's been a long time, but you're making me think back to the beginning and, and you, you wouldn't believe some of these. I mean, they were, they were pretty crazy. And uh, one of the best times was I remember one of the guys dropped his towel in the locker room in front of a whole lot of people and just was standing there exposing himself and waiting to see what I would do if I was going to run out of there screaming. And, you know, and uh, I had to treat it with humor and just say, you know, I have two boys at home. You know, I, I've seen and of course that embarrassed him and he, he kind of, went back into the shower but you know i found humor helped me a lot you know i would laugh at things that other people might get indignant about you know if somebody propositioned me i, I would usually say wow that's that's the best offer i've had today and you know i'm i'm really flattered you know that someone like you would be attracted to someone like i mean oh my gosh that's that's awesome but you know i have to go wash my hair or i have to write a story or excuse but I would always treat it kind of lightheartedly so I didn't want to shut someone down and make them feel bad but um it was interesting you're bringing up a lot of old memories and you know it, it's you're putting you know your finger right on what it was like because it wasn't easy I don't want to put you on the spot but I, yeah. I I I did want to ask a question though so what words will you want to tell a woman in a, in a position like you, if they're in a male-dominated sport or business, how you made it happen? How? What do you? What do you do? What do you? How do you move forward that way? I think I pretty much covered it when I told you that just any woman that's in a man's sport, you have to be yourself. You have to always keep your guard up. But you have to know what you're talking about. I don't care if I was a, a a ditch digger with a bunch of guys. I better be able to dig that ditch as well as they can. I better know the soils. I better understand the different shovels that you use for different kinds of dirt. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to learn everything about it. So be treated equally. I think it's important, whatever you do, to do it 100%. I just absolutely dove into boxing and learned everything. I studied old boxers. I watched tapes for hours 
And I learned all the different aspects of what makes a style good for the next fighter. Because styles make a fight. We all know that. The importance of a jab, the importance of an uppercut. I learned everything so that if you tested me, but I knew what I was talking about. So any woman that's going into any field, know what you're talking about because you will get tested. And you have to work a little harder than the men to get the same place. It's just the way it is. And it hasn't changed that much in 45 years. Well, awesome, awesome. And Jackie, words. I'm just... I'm just really excited to hear the story, and I'm glad that you didn't change for the sport and that, in a lot of ways, the sport changed for you. And that is a pretty cool thing when you really? think about your legacy, Incredible. looking yep. back at the work you've done. That's really what's happened. You came in, and you stayed true to yourself. You stuck to it. You were consistent. You kept showing up. You defied all the odds. And it, in a lot of ways, the sport yeah. of boxing had to adapt to you. Absolutely. And that's pretty cool. 100%. 100%. Well, I hope it's helped the girls that have come along since. Yeah, no question about it. And good luck with everything you have going on with the with the gyms. And it sounds like you have no trouble finding things to do and keeping yourself busy. You've been doing that for a long time and doing it well. Hey, hold it. Yeah. I got to ask her a question. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I am a blessed to... life, guys. I have to. I know All you right. do. Well, Damon has a question for you. Oh, what, listen. What? I have to ask her a question. Okay. Another question. It's all you you've been doing is time. asking her questions. You've never talked it's, this much in your whole you life. You do this all the time. I have to ask you one question, Jackie. I know you're going to get mad at me if I ask this, but what female celebrity would you want to step in a ring with? I thought you were going to propose. I love Jackie. What female celebrity would I have wanted to play me other than Meg Ryan? No. Yeah, yeah. who would you? No, no. What female celebrity, other celebrity, because you're a celebrity, would wanna? Would you want to step in a ring with and box in celebrity boxing if you were? Yeah, so if you were to get in the ring, who, who would you, you want to call on? out? Who would you want to take home? Can we say that? Come on, let it go, Jackie. Who would Jack. I want to fight? Yes. Yeah, who is it? If I did a celebrity boxing match, I would want Meg Ryan. Just bring her on. Oh, yeah, Meg, you messed it up. Because yeah. you I know what? You weren't the it. right choice, Meg Ryan. You were not the right choice. And we're oh, going to settle man. in the ring. And with that. This is going on TMZ. I know it. I feel so, it. Meg Ryan, I'm sorry. But, you know, you did a lot of great things in your career. This apparently was not the right one. So, Jackie, who should have played you in that movie? Who was the right choice? Well, you know, here's the thing. Being a woman. When in a mad sport, I had I had to be resilient. I had to be clever. And here's Meg Ryan, America's sweetheart. You know, Tom Hanks' girlfriend. All this, it just didn't seem like I'm not sweet. You know, I'm not saying that I'm a bitch, but you know, I'm not that cutesy little sweet person. I would have wanted at that time, like Sandra Bullock, who did The Blind Side, um, Sharon Stone, someone with some balls, someone with a little bit of an edge to them because that would have been more appropriate. I think that it was hard to picture sweet little Meg Ryan as being in the situations I was in, but that's who they picked and it's all history now. But if I ever had a celebrity boxing match, that's who I would like to punch out. Jackie Callen versus <laughs> Meg Ryan. Meg Whoa, Ryan, Jackie Callen. Let's put it on the card. Let's bring her on. Oh, yes. Look at her. <laughs> well, Jackie, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Whether you, we get you in the ring against Meg Ryan or not, I'm, we're definitely going to try. It's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast. 
Thank you so much. And I can't wait till Damon's next shows. They're all fabulous. They're all fun. And he's doing a great job. And so are you on the questions. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, we're going to do more. And we love you. We appreciate you. It's been a real pleasure. And again, good luck with everything you have going on. And for that, how do they find more about the, real quick before you go, where do they find more about those gyms you're talking about, the all-female gyms? You can look online. It's called Striking Beauties Boxing Gyms for Women. And we're just about to launch our new website. And we're opening up three gyms this year. And we're really excited about it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, all I can say is it was great talking to you guys. You got me thinking about a lot of old memories. You brought back some laughs to me, and I and I really appreciate that. So it was a lot of fun. Awesome having you. Our pleasure. And Damon has no trouble stirring the pot. There's no question yeah, about yeah, it, so yeah. we'll get into it. But, Jackie, thanks so much for coming on. And with that, that is another episode of the official Celebrity Boxing Podcast. Christopher Bruce, Damon Feldman. Jackie, thanks for coming on. We will see you guys next time. Great.